Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Every time I leave, I think it's just for a few days. Do not put your career on hold because you have kids. You can have both and love both and that's okay but then you sit in the mom of a pod like I did yesterday bawling her eyes out because it's hard my name is Spree Devora host of the women in tech show the show means a lot to me the reason why I wanted to create the women in tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content something where people can listen and say if she can do it so can I I call it actionable empowerment every single episode you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. We are here at NAB, yes, the National Association of Broadcasters, one of the most iconic conferences to be at the top of your game in podcasting. And I have no one else than one of the grandfather companies in the podcasting industry, Libsyn, and we are celebrating Crystal. (laughs) Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm totally fangirling over you. I just have to say that. I warned you that I get loud. Hey, it's all good. So, okay, Crystal, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So, my name is Crystal O'Connor, and I work for Lipson, and we're a podcast hosting and distribution company. I work across our customer service and support departments and also in user experience, so I deal with uh, product and education and all of that fun stuff. And um, let's start from the beginning. When did you first fall in love with technology? Oh, my gosh. Um, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> my family was the first in the neighborhood to have a computer. We had one of the old IBMs. And I had two uncles in college for computer science. And I lived with my grandparents. So they'd right. come home from college over the summer. And I'd learn about computers from them. Right. And I've just always been in it. Um, I did the whole video game thing and I I just grew up in it. That's just, I fixed computers. I managed the computers for my grandfather's office in high school. I worked for the school district in IT in high school, went to college for it, married a computer engineer. I, <laughs> it's just, it's been my life. All the things. All the things. And uh, before before we dive deep into how you got to where you are today. I want to give a special shout out to the podcast planner. I have been doing the Women in Tech podcast since 2015. (laughs) Hundreds of episodes celebrating women in over 50 countries. Not till the podcast planner saw me do this interview with you has have my mics been set up in a better way. So huge shout out to the podcast planner. You go to thepodcastplanner.com. Super amazing hack. So what we use 
Zooms for the Women in Tech podcast is an H1 Zoom, if you've heard of it. And these two little small mics that I usually have all the women hold in their hands and their hands are usually like shaking their muscles or like, you know, doing that thing <laughs> at the end. And Addie's like, why don't you just uh, stick it in the thing and then attach it to a pencil? Put it on a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we have um, mics on a pencil that are completely <laughs> stable. Um, thank you, Addie, with the podcast planner. Absolutely amazing. I can't believe I've never thought of this myself. So speaking of technology and hacking together your life and, and the future <laughs> of what you would become. So you became passionate because you were surrounded by a technical environment mm -hmm. with your family. And then um, what was that first parlay into the tech world professionally? Did you start studying in school later or, or when did that ignite? Um, well, my grandfather would always ask me questions and have me work for him in his office. He was an entrepreneur. Right. And he would tell all of his friends, hey, my granddaughter can fix that. Right. Yeah. But then when I was in high school, um, a job came up. We, we had like this TV in our homeroom and they do like the school news or whatever. Right. And on the school news the one morning, it came up and was like, hey, the IT department for the school district is hiring a backup operator. Right. And I was like, huh first job, right? So I got my work permit and I applied for the job. How old were you? I was 15. Yeah. And uh, I managed their backups. And during the summers, our job was to go around and clean the computers, make sure they were all working, fixing any bugs. Uh, and then I graduated from high school in 2000. So yeah. in 1999, um, our department, us kids who yeah. worked in the department, yeah. our job was to go around and actually flash all the biases in preparation for the Y2K fix. Oh, wow. So we had that to go a big deal. by hand to yeah. every computer in the entire district no. and sit there and flash biases. <laughs> No, and, and explain exactly to everybody that's not as technical what a bias is and what that means and what was Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> so Y2K was a thing where somebody missed a decimal point. And so going from 1999 the year, to, 1999, the year yeah. to 2000 was a problem in banking systems and other systems that relied on a two-digit year instead of a four-digit year. Right. So all these computers had like this decimal problem that had to get fixed. Right. Um, and this, this was so ingrained into computer systems that it went all the way down to the very base piece of software that operates the computer. Right. And that's called a bias. This is, this is lower level than even your Windows or your Mac operating system. This is the thing that runs your motherboard. And so you had to go all the way down to that level in order to fix that problem. So today, when you have a bug fix or a patch, you just download it from the internet, and you right. run it, and it just kind of does its thing. Totally. Now, back then, you had to walk around with a floppy disk <laughs> and put it in and, and flash the bias to update this thing so that we could go from two digits in the computer system to four yeah. so that we could accept the year 2000. I mean, in, the, in 1999, everyone thought the world may be coming to an end and everything would explode or <laughs> we something. We held our breath as we counted down for New Year's Eve. You know, were the lights all going to turn right. off? Are you going to hear this? Oh, totally. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, that show, the hacker show that Christian Slater's in, um, what is it? Mr. Oh, Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah, with Ram, Rami Malek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Super fan yes. girl, yes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah, high five on that. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, they really influenced all the banking systems. And yeah. in 1999, that was a reality. Literally, people yes. thought that would happen. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was crazy. And okay, so you get past that. You're into the new year. You're still in the student phase of your life, kind of a young professional. And what was your next step after that? I went to Pittsburgh Technical Institute for college. Um, it was a two-year. It was an associate's degree. I just, I was not a scholastic kind of person. Right. Like, test-taking was not a thing for me. I didn't right. do well with it. So I went to a tech school. And I went in for computer systems and network technology where I built computers and networks and that kind of stuff. Um, two years, came out with my associate's degree. And, um, and then how did you find your first job opportunity out of school? Well, <laughs> when I was in college, I actually worked for Staples. And I worked at the Pittsburgh International Airport in this little Staples, like, airport store that we had. Right. And so we did everything from fixing travelers' computers to selling them pencils. Right. So I did that, and then I decided that I needed a, a job in my field, like, more in my field that was not retail. Right. And so I applied at this place called OSI, which did kind of third-party outsourcing for call center work. And I thought I was applying for a computer technician job. Right. And when I walked in on my first day, I was being trained on how to answer phone calls for Southern Connecticut Gas Company. Oh, wow. And so I did debt, connection, debt collection for a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> and you know what this is reminding me, because I know a little bit more about you than the listeners know yet, is... Um, now you work in customer experience. Yes. And what I've been hearing lately from a lot of successful people is early on, you don't really know how the things that you're learning will layer together to make you successful in the future. And That's it sounds right. like your call center work when you actually thought you were going to be this computer technician <laughs> actually led to being able to deliver great customer service today. Is, am I on the right track? Absolutely. I was so disappointed, but I needed a paycheck because I had to pay rent. Right. Right. And right. I needed health insurance. Right. And I got called every name in the book and um, I had to try to convince people that their money was worth spending on paying off their gas bill. Right. Um, and that really, I worked in sales and retail and then I moved into that. And that really teaches you a lot about how to handle situations where the customer is struggling, where they're having trouble and you have to kind of figure out how to get them out of trouble. Did you ever want to quit? Every day. And how <laughs> did you survive those days that got really hard? Friends my cat and dog when I got home. But you why know, that just... job? Why that particular work experience? Why not look for something else at that time in your life? I don't know. Did it feel like <laughs> at that particular time, did it feel like you could or did you feel stuck or did you feel like, you know what, I want to become my best self? I think I was too immature, to be honest with you. I, mean, I was 20 years old yeah. and I just... It was a job. It was a paycheck. Yeah. Um, it was the thing that I was placed in. And so I went to work and I did my job. Yeah. Um, I was only there for a year and a half. Right. So, which is a long time. Yes. That's but a long time. As your listeners will probably hear later, for me, it's not quite so long. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you why I didn't just like run for the hills the next day. Right. But. And then after the gas collection call center, yeah. then because you were at Staples first, yep, and then you were at the gas collection call center, yep. super <laughs> random. And then after that, where did you go next in your journey? I worked for a company called ASC Edge, which was an online litigation support company. So they had a system that was online that would allow attorneys to send us 
their documents for discovery in litigation. Yeah. And we would process all of those, turn them into digital documents, PDFs, put them in the system so their litigators could go in and code them. This is redacted. This is not. This yeah. is relevant. This isn't. And right. we would produce those for the judge. And I worked both on the customer service side and also on fixing documents that didn't automatically convert. And then... And then after that, where did you go after that experience? That's when I moved on to Pair Networks, which is a web hosting company based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then Pair Networks, you uh, gracefully transitioned <laughs> to Libsyn. Yes. Uh, do you mind sharing the rawness of that story? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so you're four months <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I, w I was four months pregnant with my first son, Bryson. And um, I was part of a 10% layoff. We didn't really see it coming. And the boss came down the hallway and grabbed me and said, can I see you for a moment? And it's like being called in the principal's office. Totally. Well, crap, what did I do yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, And they handed me a package in a folder and said, you know, sorry to see you go, but um, we're doing layoffs. And found out later that it was 10% of the company. And... That was that. I mean, they, there was no, you know, after a month you'll be gone or, you know, we're, we're giving you two weeks. It was, here's your package, and they walked me out the door. And your husband was at the same company. So my husband so that worked was a weird there dinner as well. That night. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to go get him and tell him, you know, I have to leave. Right. I just got laid off. And he was like, wait, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Totally. And then, and then what was his kind of viewpoint at that time? Was he like... No problem, babe. I got it. We were driving home, and I am, of course, bawling my eyes out. How are we going to pay the rent? And how are we going to take care of our yeah. baby? And he goes, well, honey, if I need to, I'm going to get a second job. And that's when I realized I married the right man. It, 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 it just... Yep. <laughs> that's a... Uh, yeah. Yay I, I, to your I just, husband. What's his no name again? words. Kevin. Kevin? Yeah. Kevin, we love you. We do love him very <laughs> and, much. And so and so, you start going on hustle grind mode. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I was doing 10-hour work days, just pushing out resumes, updating Monster and LinkedIn and all of those things. Um, I worked with a job coach going over... Um, everything that I had. Uh, I actually ran a side business. I kind of didn't mention this to you. <laughs> I ran a side business at the time as the well. The listeners get it first. <laughs> and I put that on hiatus because I wasn't sure how that was going to handle with uh, unemployment. It was just like this whole thing. And, and what was your side business? Crystal Clear Technologies. What, what, what did Crystal Clear do? Uh, we did website administration and we... I did website administration. <laughs> we slash I. And I get that. The web, royal we. <laughs> and web server build. So I would build out web servers and manage applications online and so forth. It's incredible that you even acquired all this knowledge to do these things. But you put <laughs> you put that on hold because yeah. you're like, I need to make sure this baby's okay. It wasn't full-time ready. I needed a full-time job with yeah. benefits. I, yeah. I, the job coach was like, well, do you want to build this out? And I was like, yeah, but not right now. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a mortgage and a baby and... No. <laughs> and plus how we physically transform as women as we're having a baby, that's not easy either. Yeah. And so within a month. Yeah. I got a call from a recruiter who said, hey, you know, I have this job and we'd like to interview you. 
I was like, well, okay. And then I was trying to figure out how well I could hide my baby bump under a suit. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure that anybody would hire me pregnant. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Right. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I go in for this interview, and it's the president of the company, Laurie, and um, one of the founders, Dave Chikan. And they're sitting at this table, and, and she's, of course, asking me all the business questions because she's president of the company. Yeah. So she, what's your experience? I see on your resume. And what's the company? Da, 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 da. This is Lipson. That's where you are now. That's where I am now. And Dave Chican is sitting there. You know, he, he was uh, all about product. He was right, a founder. Right, right. So he's like, do you blog? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Can I see it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, sure. um, you know, we go through this interview and they're going over my experience and whatever. And then she says, I want to pull in somebody else. And she goes and gets one of our developers at yeah. the time, Carl. And he comes in and he and I start talking about the product and and what I thought about it and how I felt customer service would right. go and so forth. And then I'm pretty sure she brought in one other person. I can't remember who it was. It's just like the room just right. filled. Right. And then she kicks everybody out except us. Wow. And were you I nervous? I, I was terrified. Did you think you were getting the job or did you think, like, what did you think was happening? I was pregnant. I didn't think there was a chance in hell. Do you, did they know <laughs> at this point? So that's when I said, I know you're not allowed to ask. So I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. I am pregnant and we'll need to take some amount of leave. I understand I don't qualify for FMLA because I wouldn't have been there for a year and they had under 50 people. Right. So technically there's no leave. So I said to her, you know, that is a thing and I just wanted to put that out there. And she said, thank you, I understand, let's move on. I love it. And so we moved on. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you moved on, and it's eight years later, and you keep moving on. It's eight years later, yes. But you were sharing the funniest, uh, before we started um, you know, recording, you were sharing the funniest part is the old job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, a couple years ago, Lipson started developing WordPress solutions where you could publish your podcast and have it go out to WordPress. Right. And we started creating a plugin where you could publish in WordPress and have it go to Lipson. Right. And in doing so, I told Laurie, you know, we really need to partner with a website host because uh, people need a website host to host WordPress. And if right. we're going to connect the two, then let's connect the two. Right. So I started generating a partnership with Pair Networks. During that time. Your old job. My yeah. old job. Yeah. Uh, during that time, unbeknownst to me, uh, Pair had gone on the sales market. And Laurie starts talking to their CEO, Kevin Martin, about buying the company. And here we are in 2019. We now own Pair Networks. Now, that it was the company, I mean, just to marinate in that for a second, <laughs> the company that she now works for, that she found because she was let go from her previous company, was now acquired by the current company. So technically... Like, it all comes full circle. <laughs> but does. I just want to touch base on something, and I don't want to make light of that, but there's something in there that I, I didn't... about it all the time. No, no there's something <laughs> in there that really struck a chord that I didn't think of before. You helped create the partnership when Libsyn needed to partner with a web host. Is that correct? Yes. So how were you not biased? I mean, there's so many web hosting solutions. 
why choose the company that let you go? Because I've used a lot of web hosts. And I've used HostGator, I've used GoDaddy, I've used Bluehost. Pair Networks is not a well-known name um, when you're talking about the GoDaddies of the world, right? Yeah. GoDaddy uh, advertises uh, at the Super Bowl. You know, right, the, those right. guys are, are the big folk. Right. Pair Networks is uh, more about the professional and they can cater to a pretty wide branch, but they're they're very on the professional side. Right. And I knew the services that they could provide and I liked them. You believed in the product. I believed in the product. And the other thing is, is they're Pittsburgh based and we were Pittsburgh based. So maintaining that level of communication and mm. the fact that I knew exactly who I was dealing with, not only because I worked with them, but because I was still friends with many right. of them, it made that cross communication very easy. To me, it just made perfect sense. I like that you didn't let emotions or spite get into the way of smart, fluid, collaborative business. It was terrifying. Because when I started having meetings with them and I'd have to walk down their halls, I was the girl who was laid off. Yeah. You know, when I go to the bar with them as friends, that's one thing. But when you have to actually walk into the halls of the place that laid you off when you're pregnant. Right. It's like, oh, my God. And I'm pretty certain that my pregnancy had nothing to do with their decision. Right. Um, I, I, I don't want to don't want to say that. Right. Um, but it's still very intimidating to walk into that environment. But what I found was that they still respected me. Right. This, this was a business and a financial decision. It was not a personal or a you didn't do what we needed you to do decision. So walking in there, the respect was still there and I was able to make that partnership work. I think that's such a great thing to learn on this particular episode that just because something happens doesn't mean that it has anything, that it's not a reflection of us. Right. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes people, someone's just in a bad mood. Sometimes <laughs> like a company just has to do layoffs and it doesn't have to do with your value or doesn't have to mean you did anything wrong if the person's in a bad mood cutting you off in traffic. Yep. They're, whether it was you or someone else, they'd cut anyone off in traffic. Whether it's you or someone else, they just needed to let 10% go and what you fit into the algorithm of who they were letting go and it wasn't yep. anything personal about Crystal. It's, I think it's really powerful that you didn't let that life experience hold you back, but you actually enabled it to fuel you forward. Well, I, I have to admit that working at Lipson, working under Larry, working with amazing people like Elsie Escobar, Rob Walsh, Dave Jackson. Um, Such great people. They are great people. And some of the other folks whose names that you guys don't know because they're not so public at Lipson, they showed a confidence in me and allowed me to come in and grow in ways that I never thought I would be able to grow in. And even today, you know, Rob is such a great mentor. And every time I see him at a conference and we're working together, I pick his brain and I ask him questions, um, mentorship, business yeah, development yeah, yeah. type questions. And they're just wonderful people. And yeah, I walked in and I brokered a partnership and all of that, but that would not have happened if they both didn't have a great product worth believing in. And if I didn't have the people behind me 
to help me with that. Totally. I love it. Okay, two <laughs> last questions. One, and this kind of um, is a nice compliment to what we were just talking about. What's one huge obstacle you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Ooh, I overcome obstacles all the time. <laughs> um, can I say something from like this conference? Totally. Like something I'm having right now? Yeah, I love it. Like, I love the vulnerability. Oh, like a, so I've traveled a lot for Lipson. Uh, I go to a couple shows every single year and I had my first son and uh, traveling when he was a baby was hard, but I now have my second son and I worked really hard to be able to breastfeed him. Right. And uh, traveling while breastfeeding is an incredibly difficult thing. And I didn't realize just how hard working moms who also travel for work have to work to make that happen. Being able to carry all your pump parts and not forget them at the hotel like I did today and finding a private place where you can go, getting away from the table, realizing that your chest hurts so much that you're nauseous and you want to cry and nobody understands why. So you blame it on allergies because everybody you work with are men and don't get it. So these are really, really, really hard things. And real things. They're very real things that um, every time I leave, I think it's just for a few days. Do not put your career on hold because you have kids. You can have both and love both, and that's okay. But then you sit in the mom of a pod like I did yesterday, bawling her eyes out because it's hard. So... I know the obstacle will be overcome when I get home tomorrow and I put my babies in my arms and I give them really big hugs Aww. and he uh, takes care of business for me. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, it's really humbled me and it's really, really, really hard. So moms, don't think you're alone. Working moms out there in tech or in other industries, you are not alone. So as you sit in that nursing room or that mama va pod, because you're traveling and you're doing the working thing and the mom thing, you've got this. Mm, give me five. I almost like don't want to ask any more questions because that was so great. Mic drop. That was so great. No, because that's what the show is about. It's about if she can do it, so can I. And it's about those times where we feel like it's like life, like where we feel life and we just don't know how to life. I forgot my flange for my pump today. I left it in the hotel and I had to tell Rob, hey, I forgot pump parts. I have to take a taxi back to the hotel to get my pump parts because you really don't want to see what happens if I don't have my pump parts. Imagine having this conversation no. with your male boss. No, right? it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm so appreciative. And he that was you totally cool. He was yeah. just like, no, go. I, I get it. I go. You no, know? he's such so. a great guy, too. Um, shout out to Rob. You know, talk about Rob for a sec. He's been in the industry forever. Let's give like a, a yeah. little spotlights, Rob, because he's really an amazing, loving community leader. He's an amazing community leader. He's an amazing boss. He's the VP of Podcaster Relations over at Lipson. He handles Lipson Pro. He handles our advertising stuff. Uh, all of those things go through Rob. Um, but he's also one of the best people to work with. He's a fantastic mentor to podcasters, to the podcasting space, and to the employees that work with him and work underneath him. Um, I can't say enough about him. Shout out to those incredible men who support women in leadership. 
That's so Absolutely. it's such a big deal. Um, okay, one last question. What is your favorite book and your favorite tech tool? Could be hardware, software, app. Um, my favorite tech tool is my iPad. If I, if I lost anything else, it would suck. If I lost my iPad, just bury me now. <laughs> um, favorite book? I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but I'm an even bigger fan of Dune by Frank Herbert. So Tell, tell us what it's about. Uh, Dune is science fiction, and it's about um, a universe where you have houses, like House Atreides, and, uh, that own these planets. And there's a family that gets moved to a new planet called Dune, and it's a complete desert planet. And there's, of course, wars that break out, and there's spice, which is like yeah. our version of gold, only it's like a spice that right? you ingest. Like, it's, it's amazing stuff. And sandworms, and wars, and sex, and uh, religion, and all kinds <laughs> all of, the of things. weird things that, yeah, very sci-fi. <laughs> and do you have a favorite podcast? Right now that you're currently listening to? Ooh, so I'm listening to a few. Um, I almost hesitate to say this one because it's not an indie show, and I like indie shows, but I'm really digging Blackout because I'm totally fangirling over Rami Malek and everything that he does. Okay, and what's it about? So it's very War of the Worlds-like. Um, I didn't even know he was on a podcast, so I'm glad you're talking about it. it. You know, it's... I never click on the iTunes featured stuff. And this the is one funny that time, I talked about Mr. Robot. And yeah, he, right. yeah. And the one time I click on a featured iTunes thing and it's Rami Malik, and it's a show called Blackout and I'm on the third episode. It's about um, literally a blackout, like a power blackout. Right. Everything just goes dark and nobody knows why. And they're in this itty bitty little out in the boondocks town and they're trying to protect themselves. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And he actually runs a local radio station, which, of course, is Antenna. So they put it on generator. And he's, like, trying to talk to the people who can still reach the radio station. Right. He's like, I don't know much, but I'm going to report to you what I know. Right. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. And uh, where can people connect with you to say hello further? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at CocoTech. How do you spell it? K-O-C-O-T-E-C-H. Love it. Thank you so much, Crystal, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. If you want to connect and collaborate with more wonderful women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey, this is Crystal O'Connor, and I work for Lipson. I'm a user experience manager and customer support. Lipson is a podcast hosting and distribution company. I am based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You are listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. 
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.